I can see it still. It's soft and craggy boglands. It's tall, majestic hills where the ocean kisses Ireland. The waves caress its shore. Oh, the feeling it came over me to stay forevermore, forevermore. Hello, welcome to Sunday nights. Laird and Proud podcast. It's been a fairly hectic couple of days. There's been a fairly hectic week. The week that was too. We had a loud, a loud squad named. Um, well, yeah, on the podcast it was named on the Patreon podcast. We also had a chat with Colin Nally, who's over. Uh, he's coached with Mead. He gave an insight to the All Ireland final, and we kind of get into that now shortly, straight away. But I want to address a couple of things. Just kind of going to be addressing a lot of things. Um, but I will have a county board report. A lot of controversy from that, and I'm going to have that report shortly. But first, we will get into the All Ireland final that just was. And if you heard or you managed to sign up for, which a lot of you did, sign up for the Column Nally podcast on Thursday, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud, you would have seen, and it was a real good indicator to how the game was going, how much Mayo were in the game. Um, according to um, Column Nally, you might have heard that promo piece. That the, that the Dubs targets three players in the Mayo lineup, and for me, I suppose I would say um, Kevin McLaughlin was targeted in O'Shea and Killian O'Connor, and according to uh, well, I suppose those three forwards would have been fairly, fairly looked after as well. And um, Jarman O'Connor matched up with James McCarthy, so they kind of cancelled each other out. But it was interesting to figure that out with Collins and uh, kind of guidance there. And seeing the, the pressure on the kickouts, which Colm also alluded to as well. Really good. You could see the way Mayo split the Dublin kickouts and wasn't them playing in certain areas, and where, like Colm says, they wanted to take away Col- uh, Stephen Cluxon's favourite kickout. And they did that and they stayed in the game, they were quite competitive. Uh, the wheels kind of came off at the end, which is which just, just a killer. But also referring back to, to Colm's thing. Says Dublin target eight, um, eight scores a quarter, and Mayo really kept that scoring rate down. Now they did get goals, they, they, they targeted a goal, they did that Dublin all over. And um, they would, it's well known, even speaking to Jim and, and all that, that they target the best, one of the best scoring opportunities you have in Gaelic football is from the throwing. There's no overlap, there, you can get it overlap. There's no spare men back there, and Dublin did it once again. I would really take umbrage with Chris Barrett coming right out and leaving leaving Dean Rock. And if he is leaving him, Clark should be straight on to... Uh, there's no point standing up. He should be straight on to uh, Dean Rock for that opening goal. Especially when you're on it and it's the first opening play of the game. But that, that's where they get their footing in the game. And Mayo, you have to say... Well, yeah, you have to say they're really, really solid. Like, you, Jesus, you just... Uh, I felt after the game that every man, woman and child in Ireland should rise up and just kind of do whatever they can to uh, beat this Dublin team. Now they're a hell of a team, they're class, I, like, just amazing, uh, even like the, the likes of Niall Scully there when I played against Lane a couple, couple of years ago. Just he, he, He's brilliant at even doing that dogged work. Bugler as well, Con O'Connor is just an amazing, even the punch, the, the power he gets behind that. Um, Kieran Kilkenny um, class sack but once Paddy Durkin goes off he 
he kind of comes a bit free. I always remember him from the loud on the twenty ones play. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, he couldn't really. He, he, he's a new player. He's a reform playing more inside, more closer, rather than dictating things around around the half forward and side with hand passing." We seen Kieran Kilkenny in that minor or the under twenty one final twenty twelve. And he was just ferocious at full forward, like an absolute behemoth. In terms of claiming ball, kicking points off wide at foot, going at lads driving. So Kilkenny just has it all. Paddy Small as well, you see that taking the ball into tackle, which is mentioned in the thing. And then you have the likes of James McCarthy and Brian Fenton, like two absolute savages of, of the game. Um, um, which I do think that uh, Brian Fenton is an alien. I, I, a lot of people said that to me as well. Uh, Another thing is the uh, once Colm um, myself had a chat and he explains a couple of things. You can't unsee what 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 is said, especially when you see Dublin and Stephen Cluxon calling someone in that on the D, and the way Colm says the, uses that D to scan, and Dublin just don't give up goal chances. That's why they get a man in there, regardless of who you are, what number you are. There's someone always in there. And they have the intensity and they have the, the good tackling and the hands in the face to slow you down and not give you that overlap or give you a chance to get the ball in quick. And once there's a man there, it's very hard to get to him because they're so physical. They're such good stoppers. And they know not to foul and they kind of get a bit of a look and they rub it again, green as well. How David Coldrick doesn't give a free for Lee Keegan's hit. Like, every referee gives that. You know, like, sometimes if it's a good hit, good shoulder, they give the free. But that was right in the chest, right in front of him, and it's just it's those things that really annoy. It's great giving a dig to me, man, but it's it's so annoying when when you're the underdog and you want everything, give them everything, and it didn't. Uh, and then the other one as well with Cooper, like what's like that, that's cynical as to come, the way he just stops Aidan O'Shea, and Aidan O'Shea he gets some amount of flack, doesn't he? God, we'd love to have him in loud, but uh, what? <laughs> the Mayo forwards weren't great the people were saying their subs weren't great would would Sam O'Reilly get on getting that team our best forward at the moment would he get in the Mayo squad um, that's, that's the question and that's where Laird has to get to under Mickey Hart and what have you so um, just yeah just interesting bits uh, food for thought there um, on the, the thing and I suppose you just have to hand it to me because they're just they're just they do you the world of good they're just they're like they do not be bullied Killian O'Connor like he's so defiant he just will not be he doesn't care who you are basically and he goes for it and Jesus if that's what you want if we get half of that out loud now in the next couple of years on the Mickey Carter to be so proud because they just give it everything Oshie Mullen comes out of nowhere pulls balls out of the sky marking one of the best players in Ireland who ends up getting man of the match in Conor Donahue um, Jeremy O'Connor just gives it everything and two midfielders Ruan and Loftus um, well Loftus didn't play in the middle of the field um, O'Shea kind of did and Jeremy uh, so O'Connor didn't but they just give it everything and that's all you want Lee Keegan as well just going for it and Clark as well just redemption that's all you want and I, I just I just love that about me and I just that, that's the thing if you could take the skill and the application of Dublin and, and Mayo's heart even a bit of that for loud next year it would be amazing but um, yeah, so do a bit of controversy the other night, and I'm going to get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to that now. Mm-hmm. 
So, a lot of people have been asking me about the controversy at the County Board Convention. It was flagged, you, you might have seen it on uh, LMFM Radio Twitter. Well, that's where a lot of people have, have sent me the screenshot of what what was the crack, what was the meeting, were you at the meeting, what way was the, or were you at the convention, what way did it go, what, what, just what happened. So I suppose the best way that, to explain it is, rather than a tweet or a long thread or something on Instagram, it's to explain it on here and... Uh, it was one of those uh, conventions, well, was <laughs> is a completely new thing for for everyone now at this stage, but it was hosted through um, a Google Docs, or sorry, Microsoft Teams, and it was kind of, you're, you're, you had to be invited along, you had to apply and get it if you're a county board delegate and what have you. So... Um, it was a fairly, it was a fairly straightforward night. It was fairly pleasant. There was a lot of people uh, signed in. Everyone was signed in, no problem. They were, they had their, their, um, they were logged in, and the whole lot of attendance was there. From most clubs were attended. I don't, I think, yeah, I'd say more or less all clubs were attended by the end of it. And um, it's just the usual going through the whole. Everyone's reports, the PRO's report, the secretary's report, vice chairman. All this sort of, uh, and then the chairman's address, and then they just talk about the whole year going back. And uh, there was no, there was no real, um, there was no nominees for positions or anything. There was one um, on the top table that was uh, was kind of would say uh, polled for, or voted for, and that was uh, two clansmen, Fra Kieran, the outgoing uh, assistant secretary. He was uh, challenged by. Um, Another clansman, Morris Harrison, for that role. I think they challenged last year as well. But Fra Fra came out, came through, and that was the only real vote on the night. Um, Brian Cafferty is coming in as a coaching officer because Paul Aspel has done his five years, that five-year rule term. But that, that that was mainly it. Was mainly thanks. Um, Paul McCormick got a lot of play praise. The Horland manager and um, the outgoing senior football manager and um, when Kieran's got uh, his call as well, and they were talking with Mickey Hart. And the progress on the stadium, the progress on the stadium is quite good. Um, Aidan Barrell addressed the thing in his finance report that they're going to um, be applying, looking out for tender for next year for the stadium. So that was amazing. But right at the very end of the meeting, um, it came to the motions, and a lot of the motions. Now there are seven motions in total, and I'll probably do it close to the time of the next county board meeting because this is where the controversy arose from. So there's seven motions, um, and then two to seven was going to be voted in person at the county board meeting because it gives people a chance to get them around, distribute to their clubs, and get the clubs get a good read on them. Because there's a lot in there. There's there's minor chat. There's um, yeah, there's Division Three B championships, referees. There's a there's a possible regrading of the grades and championship, and then at the bottom uh, number of the seven motion is the. Is the one I think is to do with the not as reserve team proposal to get them back into Division Three again, but there's another one where it's uh, let me see, I'm trying to find maybe motion number four. It's the all county championship amalgamated teams proposal, and kind of an extension and kind of refined one on last year's uh, last year's attempt to get an amalgamated championship. But the controversy, right? So it starts off with uh, motion. It's motion number one. And it's proposed by the Sean McDermott's club, and it's uh, it's about whether the new stadium, when the new stadium is completed, that a statue of Dermot O'Brien, the famous loud 1957 star, 
and captain uh, was be, will be erected. A statue of him will be erected at the stadium. Representing uh, the county board rep for Deshaun's is well-known referee um, Kevin uh, Carl. So he he staked his claim and uh, he was he was fairly animated about it. Now, to be honest, he wanted he wanted to get it through, saying that there's, there's roundabouts been named after him, and they think that uh, they think that it should be done. Uh, like if like Lodgy have mean anything at all, they should have their statue up and not let other people take ownership and put statues up instead of them. So it was. Uh, it was put to a vote on the night, and the way you voted was, uh, you put your hands up. Okay, so put your hands up in Microsoft Teams. Not sure you're aware, but you put your hands up by clicking the hand. So then it's easy to read along the side. Um, but before Carl gets into this, you, you, you state your case, which he did, and he was uh, he was questioned. A couple of people put in the question in helping the the current decision assistant treasurer from Matter Granger's club put, put in a just a, it's just a simple question of how much it's going to cost or what is the cost implication to it who's going to pay for it how much is it going to cost and Carol kind of took umbrage to that kind of being questioned on it thought it was more or less petty that whether and he, he actually said whether, whether it costs a 10 or a 10 or 10,000 something like that and uh, that like he, he took he took it as a slight that why would you question even question the thing getting priced because it should be given it should be done um, so they, it kind of was kind of left on that and it was it was uh, Fitz had moved it on fairly quickly for the vote and as the thing was voting um, Carol himself was struggling to put up his hand and uh, it was the, the vote was defeated in the end and then it was kind of a bit of a rigmarole Shane Darcy we had out the IT um, I think it's former Knockbridge Horlock he, he, he said that it actually wasn't uh, wasn't unvoted it wasn't uh, it was, you can abstain your vote as well so there's no real for that but then Bob Donny the 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 county board uh, and secretary sorry county board secretary he stated that this is the way it's done all around the county that it's, it's either basically yes or no. If you don't put up your hand, you don't put up your hand. And you put up your hand for a yes. So it was it was kind of a bit of a rigmarole. Um, Kevin Carroll made claims that he wanted to bring it to somewhere else and that he wanted to... wanted to force the issue further if it didn't go through um, due to this kind of implication of maybe abstaining the vote. Um, so it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of left in the open... Um, Fitzar and Bob kind of kind of agreed that uh, it was best just to, to call a halt on proceedings and not put any definition on it and uh, it's kind of left then to the next county board meeting as well so that's when it'll be voted on more or less in person so that there can be no kind of I suppose uh, implication. I wouldn't say implication but wouldn't let technology get in in the way or be an excuse or kind of be a hindrance on the voting system. So that's that that was the convert that was the controversy. Uh, that was the controversy, I suppose, uh, that people were trying to find out what what it was, and that was it, plain and simple. The other motions two to seven will be voted in person. That was stated before the before the first thing was waved off. The first motion for wa- waved off. So I'm not too sure. Maybe. Uh, 
it's hard to like it's hard to even fathom that we're arguing or trying to debate over a statue outside erect in the stadium outside the stadium when it's not even built yet and we're trying to raise funds for it it was mentioned of the house run that seems to be going quite well as well so that's great the tickets are going well for that that's brilliant but uh, yeah so it's a bit it's a little bit kind of yeah like you can bring this up for the next two years maybe and, or even maybe you pull it out to the county maybe just so it should be another player um, or service man or uh, county board man or admin that deserves or even someone that's carried all three roles that could um, get the get the statue outside it. but I don't know it seems a bit of a nonsensical debate when when you have uh, what's going on in the, in, the, in the country at the moment as well and then just the state of Gaelic games as it is but that's it that's the motions I will go through them in a further date but um, yeah so that's that's the county board report So, yeah, that was the county board. That was the crack at the county board meeting the other night. Thanks for getting in touch. A lot of you out there. So I hope that clarifies it uh, purely and simply. So what is coming up on the Loud and Proud podcast on Patreon next couple of weeks? Well, there's still loads happening around the scenes. You still have an under-20 squad that's trialling at the moment and will soon to be picked. You have transfers floating around the county. The rumours are getting uh, very rife around with players moving from club to club and town to town and... Uh, big moves as well the usual you always get one or two big moves and uh, so we'll be going through them in the next couple of weeks there's also um, like I mentioned there in that the motions podcast and then there's uh, this I think this Tuesday I'm going to do an update on uh, the managerial merry-go-round part two a couple of big names have been named and we go back over them all that has been named already so do sign up and get a chance to to go on to that but I suppose what way does uh, on a weird weekend with All Ireland um, the week before Christmas, like it must be so hard, um, to, like in loud to be to, to be the minnow, like when you see how far ahead Dublin are, you know, and they're so far ahead of the best. Like loud players aren't loud players aren't expecting to win Leinster, especially not Leinster, but. Maybe not even a ball cup now at this stage, but going on a good um, going on a good run in the championship, going on a good run in the qualifiers. Maybe the Talton Cup is there for something for Loud to aim at. But it just shows how much these boys are putting it in, and why like they're not putting it in for the glory. Like it's easy for Dublin to put in put it in for the glory, especially easier when you're getting laid on with all the the food, the nutrition, the um, the gear, the the perks, the sponsored cars, all that comes really easy then, and your allowances and all that. So you have to hand it to the loud lads who are turning up in Darvin and putting it out there. They're doing it for themselves and their county to better themselves, play with um, good players, make themselves better footballers and better men, and you just hope that 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 it's not kind of. No, like it just doesn't want to be apathy there, but it is the GA is suffering with Mayo with with Dublin running away with it. Something has to be done, but hopefully we can bridge the gap. There'll also be um, by the looks of it, we're going back to the uh, Split Championship next year. But we look like we're going to be in the group with Antrim, Leitrim, and uh, Sligo. So it was rumored that we we're going to be with Waterford and Wexford and Carlo, probably slightly easier. But now it looks like we're going to be in that group again. <clears throat> but it has to be finalised. But it looks like the leagues will start in mid-February and the championship will end. The championship next year, Ireland championship will be 
seven months time in July it'll be the All-Ireland final in, in July so it looks like more than likely I will have something on it but club season will probably begin in April, May Paddy Sheenan Cup then you're looking at league and then running off the championship again in, in August, September and then league then for the rest of the year so or, inter- or inter-provincial competitions as well That that's yet to be decided but we'll find out more on that but if you like that what you hear and what you sound do sign up on Loud and Proud uh, on Patreon patreon.com Loud and proud. Thanks very much for listening to the Sunday night podcast. You have your you have your county board clarification summed up. You have the Colin Nally kind of insights to that big All Ireland final. My thoughts on it and thoughts on the minnows at the end. Um, thanks. Have a great Sunday. I'll chat to you Tuesday. And have a great Christmas. I hopefully will have a couple of podcasts out over the Christmas. Be working hard in the background. There'll be glory days. That'll be launched now in a couple of weeks. It'll be the story of all the the championship winning teams this year: the Brides, St Finbars, and the one and only Nave Martin as well. So stay tuned for that. That is work is on the way, and so a lot of work has been done already. So stay tuned for that, and uh, that will be free, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So thanks very much for listening. I chat to you Tuesday, if not Sunday. Bye bye. <laughs>